0: may contain language or discussions that may be offensive or triggering. Refer to the episode summary for details. And welcome to She Confidential. My name is Charlene Ketchum, and today I am chatting with Ms. Shalonda Mitchell, and she is a strategist, life strategist, mindset strategist, and confidence coach with Bare Beauty. And so thank you, Shalonda. It's been a minute that we've uh, been working on getting her on the show uh, I I see the post and I see the work that you've been doing with building you know confidence in your life journey and how you're motivating other women and I was like I need to feature her at the end of the year or the beginning of the year because she is going to help get us together and keeping our mindsets right and just staying strong when we dealing with all these people that we feel forced to gather with during the holidays and during this time of year. So I definitely wanted you to close us out in the year, or open up the year with helping us just really evaluate how we can promote confidence and just self-love and self-care. So thank you for being patient with me and thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. I definitely am
1: honored to be on your show. I've been watching your podcast since uh, my friend Jessica, was, which is your cousin, released yes. it and shared it. And I've been on it and tuning in just so I can know, get a feed of your show and the things that you're doing. So I'm, I'm definitely appreciative
0: of those things. Most definitely. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really awesome because I was telling um, somebody the other day, that there are so many women who are just really stepping into their own. And not that we just started stepping into our own, but I think that we have had this hammered into us that we have to repress our light. You know, that we just, that we we gotta be humble and that we gotta minimize like how fabulous we are. And there's this whole myth that women have to compete with each other all the time for everything. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I have been so amazed and just really, like, teary with ever since I I started She Confidential and started reaching out to a lot of women, like 80%, 80, 90% of the guests on the show, I didn't know them until I had chatted with them for the show. And everyone has been so gracious with not just giving me their time, which is valuable, but just... Even just sharing life journeys and life stories and testimonies, because, you know, that's how we encourage other women yeah. by letting each other know, sis, you're not the only one struggling. Your struggle is unique to you, maybe different from mine, but you're not alone in this. And I appreciate because I see you and I don't always, I don't comment a lot. I'm doing a little bit better with commenting on people's posts. I don't comment a lot. Um, And sometimes, you know, you're just scrolling past and you see things. But one thing that I've consistently seen you do is share your vulnerabilities and share your story. And I see how people respond to you and how that's pouring into them and giving people that that awareness that they're not alone, that you got somebody out here that's going through it, been through it, and can give you some gems to help you navigate it too. And that's what we need. Yeah. You know, I don't see competition on your page, I don't, I see you pouring into others and I see people pouring back into you, which lets me know like, it's genuine. Like this ain't a social media act for you. Like that's that's who she is for real. So like kudos to you for that vulnerability and just doing what you're doing. Thank you.
1: I mean, it took some time to get here as far as with the vulnerability. That is my hugest struggle here today. And I'm just gonna be 100% transparent um we live us as black women um we live where certain things just isn't what we're supposed to do um being raised um of course gener- uh generational curses we yeah. try to so of course it's be a big girl put your draw- big draws on and push through mm-hmm. and don't let nobody see you sweat and that don't let nobody see you sweat is 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 huge across the border to me i've been my biggest supporter my biggest enemy everything and that's kind of what kept me stuck in that place and not being able to move past it so i definitely wanted to say that out like just know that it's it's not easy to be able to be vulnerable and to own
0: your stuff and sometimes it's hard to get there how did you get that self-awareness? Because one of the things that you just said that stood out to me that, that I've recognized, like that accountability piece and like I can be my own biggest enemy. Like what was your moment when you recognized your your role and your power in changing things?
1: Well, the crazy part about it is all my life, even starting from like third or fourth grade, um, I was always told you have a powerful too, and I'm not like. What's that? She was like, "Oh, your mouth. You are going to do wonders. Right now, you're misusing it. Right now, you're you're using it as a defense mechanism to push through." So it's like, I oh, would. I'm 37 now, so 31, 31, 32. Um, that was my moment of saying, "Whoa, you know, here we are. We have been in this spot for how long?" Um, I have alopecia. I've had it since I was eight. So I've kind of had this bittersweet relationship with myself. I love me entirety, but I hated, I didn't have hair. I hated that part of me and out of sight, out of mind. So when my hair grew back, I didn't know, I didn't trip off of it. You couldn't tell me nothing. Still the (laughs) same thing when it comes to having alopecia too, because it still was no one knew. Let's keep it a secret and let's move about. But just to share deeply into my story, um, I've got alopecia. Um, I was diagnosed at eight. Um, it started off with like coming out in the back of my head. Um, I was molested at that time. I was being molested at that time as well. Um, the person who actually found my very first ball spot was the gentleman who was molesting me. Um, which kind of, you can just imagine the words, the things that were said, And it was like, okay, nobody's going to like you. Women are supposed to have hair. And that was that. So going into school really wasn't an issue. Third, fourth, fifth grade, it really started coming out really bad. Um, I was wearing a scarf had braids, like maybe a good 20 braids, micros at that. (laughs) But I I would wear this scarf to school. Like my mom went Mm -hmm. into the school, told him I had alopecia. We put on this scarf. I feel like that was the biggest mistake. One, because nobody would have known had we not shed the light to it. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it was like just being there in that moment going through it, having people tease me. Um, sixth grade, I was completely bald. I wanted a, I wanted some braids, y'all. I wanted braids, and my mama got me a, a braided wig. Today, this wig, looked it like Rick Jane's wig. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I was madly in love with the wig. I wanted it. Someone yeah. in sixth grade had took the jump rope and snatched it off. And Right then and there, I got teased so badly. And I just said, you know what? OK, if we don't have to tell anybody, we're not going to. So mm-hmm. my hair came back seventh grade. Uh, eighth grade, it started back coming back out was spot again. So needless to say, this whole journey was kind of off and on with hair, without hair. Um, I got to a point then when my hair came back that I would never show, show my hair. I wear wigs, weave, whatever, just to feel comfortable. Um, Dating was horrible. Um, between dating and friends, my trust issues is shot. Like, everybody teased me. People I thought were close to me will come in, and, and the first thing people will use against me is that, oh, you're bald headed. And it's like, you know, I told you this in confidence, and here you are using the same thing against me. Um, being dumped, all these things made me afraid to accepted. I didn't want to feel like an outcast. I didn't want to be different. I just wanted to be normal. I just wanted to be what everybody else was. I wanted to feel comfortable. I wanted to go in the room and be able to say, this is me, and not be laughed at, and not be teased, and not everybody's walking around snickering and whispering. And it still happens today, but the fact that I accepted it changes all of that. But- Needless to say, I've had a lot of friends leave, a lot of relationships ended, and then um, 2015, at the end of the year, um, I went on a ride and I was crying. Um, a lot of things, a lot of trauma was happening that year, and I was just asking the Lord, I'm like, listen, I don't know what I am supposed to be doing. I need to know now, today, I am tired. I I want to know what my purpose is. I want to know what I'm supposed to do. Why my hair still coming out? Why am I this? Because it was coming out bad. And I think I probably had like a Mr. T. Mohawk, but just probably like a little bit piece. peace. And it's like, oh my gosh, I got to do something about it. So after I did all of this, I had this chill come down my back while driving. I pulled over and I just listened, listened to the rain. And I, I received my message. And that was, it's time. It's time to embrace you. It's time to walk and do what you're supposed to do. So ever since then, that day I came home, shaved the rest of my hair off, and I started. No wigs. I didn't start right off walking bald, though. I did start mm-hmm. off with the head wraps. Um, I couldn't walk around in St. Louis uh, with my head out. I would go to other cities. I'll frequent other cities on the weekends and walk around and just see what it's like in other cities not people that know me just people just in general i think in the beginning the people i didn't know gave me the push to keep, go ahead and do it here um yeah. but it was the best thing i feel like the weight that i've been holding since 8 was released like it was just a new beginning for me um the glow my skin mm-hmm. glowing. I was dark skin. That was an issue too back in the day. So just to know that now mm-hmm. it was like going outside, I glowed different. My energy was better. Just how I felt about me was so much better that I didn't get it. Like everybody would come up to me, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. And it's just like, okay, y'all gonna keep doing this? I mean, I've had
0: people walk- <laughs> when
1: I first came out, following me with cameras, recording me. Um it's been really crazy. I've had people come to me and say, "Hey, I seen you on Facebook." And it was like, "Oh, we're not friends on Facebook. How did you see this?" But of course, someone took a picture, shared it, and they was talking about it on there and she just happened to say, "I seen you on there. I just want to tell you, keep doing what you're doing, um no matter what." Me, I wanted to know who was the person, what picture, like, (laughs) right? what are you doing? And so she was just like, it was a lot of people on there defending you. And I'm like, well, I don't need to be defended. I just needed to know who it is so I can come and talk to them myself. Not because I want to be mad and angry about it, but I want you to understand the journey that you can't take away that I've been on. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing. So Mm -hmm. this is where I'm at right now, just loving me. And that's it. I can come out with a hat wigs, I can do anything. I just choose to be this way because I'm more free. I don't have to worry about it falling off or somebody coming in and
0: snatching it.
1: This is mm-hmm. this is me. <laughs> so yeah you
0: can twerk however you want to. You ain't gotta hold hold anything. You ain't gotta worry about a thing. No. Doing you. I what's so amazing to me is just several things that you highlighted there. Um just being able to receive the message. Cause you know, God gives us instructions a lot of times, but we are so disobedient. <laughs> you know, we gonna figure out another way to do it because it's so hard a lot of times to move in those places of discomfort and familiarity, and you were willing to be obedient, and then you were also willing to just go through the process at your pace. Because I think that's the other thing that makes it hard for us to move forward. Sometimes we see other people and we think, okay, well, she's doing this. Because looking at you, you, I wouldn't think that you have any confidence hangups because you glow, you're gorgeous. You have beautiful skin, a beautiful smile. And I'm like, okay, she got confidence issues. And, but that's, even with that, like I'm learning to work on on That because we look at people a lot and we make a lot of assumptions and everybody's carrying something, you know, and we we have to extend grace to people because I've even heard people say to folks who are like, oh, I need to lose a few pounds. or I'm doing this and they're like, why? You look fine. And it's like we can't minimize other people's struggles just because they look or seem fabulous to us because it doesn't mean that they're not fabulous. It just means they're human. Right. They got they got something too and I I appreciate that you shared that you focused on you. you weren't looking at what other people were doing. you didn't have to do it all at once. you went to other cities to kind of see how you would feel just being your free self and the key word you said was that you get to choose how you want to rock whatever you rock. that is so important. Because there's no right, right or wrong way to respond to to it. You got you get to choose every day. If you decide you want to wear a wig tonight to go twerking, you can do that. Right. If you decide you want to rock a scarf tomorrow, you can do you can you can do that. And that's just like so empowering that you were able to be obedient, that you recognize that you had choices, that you did it on your own terms, on your own time and pacing and you get to choose every day
1: yes but to just uh piggyback on what you said about being ready to receive the message what I've learned is we do get a lot of alerts when it comes to receiving the message but it's about when you're ready um you know mm-hmm. I, I ask myself like why couldn't I have done this earlier and I ask that periodically because mm-hmm. 23 years of my life has been in a box. I cared about what people said, I was people pleasing. And all the reality, I kept feeding myself, oh, you're happy, this is okay, this is what life's supposed to be like. What society says goes, and no, it does not. And we have to be firm in what we want. Learn how to take it, because it's all about learning to just take it one day at a time. I knew, that I was supposed to be doing something else. I did not want this. I did not want to walk in this. I'm going to be 100% transparent. I didn't because I don't want to be. I didn't want to be the spotlight. I didn't want to be, like I tell my children, because um, they. I have to ask them, are they okay with going to the store sometimes? Because it's like being an unpaid celebrity. It's all eyes on you. Um, anything, anything that causes a visual imperfection to society, it becomes a camera automatically on your life. Mm -hmm. So you have to be ready for those days of that uncertainty, that uncomfortability and all of that, because people are going to do it, especially those who aren't ready to heal for themselves. And that's what I've learned about the whole confidence thing, embracing and everything else is that the people that's teasing you or projecting it's not even about us it's about mm-hmm. them they're on they need to heal themselves but unfortunately a lot of people don't know what they need to heal from because we've we've decompressed so much in life and suppressed mm-hmm. things and put things and car car look i can't even get the word out put it into a little box here and box yeah. here and, and don't deal with it and so it's like how do you expect to heal from it? How do you expect to be confident about it if you don't even want to look at it? You don't even want to take it apart and and, and heal Mm -hmm. from this and heal from that because that's what it's all about. You have to learn to heal from it and you have to be ready to be uncomfortable. And that's the hugest thing. Nobody really wants to be uncomfortable. It's easier to just sweep it under the rug and create new defense mechanism and create this for this because... We don't want to have to deal with it. And I'm a prime example. I'm not speaking just because this is something that I created. This is what my life yeah. has been like. And people that I talk to, their life is like this. And it's just there. We project when we aren't happy about ourselves. And instead of just finding out what's not making us happy, we'd rather tear the next person down because why? It's easier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it makes it so much you still it's still painful, but I think it's a little bit less painful when you realize other people's issues and lashing out and being unkind it's about them. it's not it's not about you. They just don't know how to direct it, how to channel it. Yes. It's just and and before we get too far ahead in the conversation, I know I, I don't want to assume that everybody in the audience, Um, is familiar with alopecia so can you share a little because I know um, that this so audience even though this is going to air in the winter we're recording this in September Um, so this month is actually alopecia awareness month correct so if you could just educate us a little bit about you know if we know what causes it um, the prevalence of it um, just for people who are unfamiliar,
1: I definitely can. So alopecia is
0: a autoimmune disease. Um,
1: it is our immune system attacks our hair follicles as they are formed. Um, there are three types. There is areata. Areata is bald spots. They can be quarter size. They can be larger than a quarter size. Um, totalis is total hair loss, and then universalis is total body hair everywhere um i have universalists um i kind of been through all this all the types because periodically it goes but once i've shaved my hair it is kind of never came back so i kind of figured this is what i'm supposed to be doing but with alopecia it says they can be hereditary um i did get mine from a family member um i think if they said it was third generation on my dad's side um, someone had it on that side. It was a boy, though. So um, it's not contagious. You can't just rub my head and get it today, tomorrow. Um, there is no known fact of how it comes about, like how it's created, why it's here. Um, it doesn't matter if you're Black, White, Asian, Hispanic. It's, everybody can get it. It doesn't matter. It, you can get it at birth. You can be born with it you can get it. Um, I hear a lot of ladies get it from after being pregnant. Um, I hear people saying stress kind of starts it out. Um, So much has changed over the years because before none of that was any of the possible causes, but they say you can be stressed and it can cause that. Um, Also, this is a skin disease now. So um, some people that have alopecia is triggering other things within their bodies. So it's kind of like one of those things you don't know um, when, when, or if you can get it. Um, even with the hair edges, there are other names, but the three types are areata, Totalis, and Universalis. Um, but there are other ones like people with thinning edges um, mm-hmm. is a form. It's called Tracia, I think, if I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. it properly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so it doesn't really like some people do have it and don't know it somebody might get a bald spot and not even realize that they have alopecia. And people think because once their hair come back that they don't have alopecia anymore, but it's still there. It's just, you may not never lose your hair again. You may lose it. And it may come out. It may not come back. It may do the off and on things. So it's not one of those things that you can say, well, I can go here and get this now. Um, there are creams. They have you. If you go to a dermatologist, they'll give you some of the stuff work. I've tried all of it. Um, I've did the steroid shots in the head, um very painful as a child. Um, I've done the overnight cream and a few other things. Um, but we don't know if any of those things helped bring my hair back or not because we were doing everything at one time. Okay. So, you just have to, I just say, if you feel like you might experience it or might have a bald spot, just get it checked out just so you can start working on it. Because you never know. It may start off with one bald spot, and then tomorrow you might just be completely bald. Because I've honestly, for years, been looking for my hair. When it falls out, I've been looking for it. Because I wanted to know, like, where was it going? Does it fall out or is it like just going back into my scalp? But everybody I've asked has never seen their hair loss either. There are some that say they go like this and hair came out, but that wasn't my experience. So I don't know anything about that. But I've always questioned it. I just, at this point, I don't care anymore because it's just, I get a little fuzzies, but that's it. Nothing, no fade. I can't get a fade or anything. So, (laughs) but. That's that's mainly what it is. And I mean, there are um, foundations, a lot of different foundations on it. Um, Me and a couple of friends are, um, a few other ladies who have alopecia are considering doing us a a nonprofit. Um, One, because most of us had it as a child. And um, women who do cut their hair off, they say, hey, it's just hair. It is just hair. But you have to realize that what what do we teach? What are we taught in the black community? Our hair is our crown.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: just imagine being in something and it's saying, "Hey, this is this and this is this," and we're glorifying it. So here you are without it, and it just tamper[s] with your confidence. So uh, we have a lot of things working on. Just gotta get it. But we want to really help the youth. Um, I do want to help adults, women, men. Because male or female, you can get it. Um, but just trying to figure out how and what we can do to help build the confidence. Because it takes a lot. It, it does. It I will tell you, having alopecia is not for the weak. Um, it, it, there are people that try to commit suicide. It's it's a lot. and
0: Because it's a mental thing. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. And You you raised a lot of important considerations and it goes back to like, we got to work on minimizing other people's experiences because it's easy to just say, oh, it's just hair when you aren't without it. And particularly for young people, because like you just described your journey, that's not something that you did when you were 10 years old, you didn't get through that whole journey as a child. You know, and we know that kids, even for kids who seem to have everything, it's hard out here. It's just, we are always comparing ourselves to other people and especially girls. It's just, you know, our bodies, like what do my breasts look like? What What does my butt look like? Everything, you know, am I skinny? Am I thick? You know, and colorism. That's still around, you know, if you have hair, we do ignorant stuff with the texture of hair. We still got people running around here talking about good hair and bad hair. It's just, it's so much to it. And so particularly for young people, I just, I love the idea of you doing a nonprofit to focus on, or not even if that's the focus, but just to address some of the unique needs of young people and kids because- it's real. I mean, the struggle to go through life just as an adult with accepting yourself as you wake up every day. Not only That's a battle. Right. right. And not only that though, the the suicide
1: rates has increased in the youth. Tremendously. Like mm-hmm. it's it's happening earlier in age. 10 years old, nine, and it's like at nine, how do you even know what suicide is? But it's just like it's it's hard to even reach and understand it because it's so deep and everything is mental. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And as you know, I've said in a conversation, um, on an episode that we released the other day that no one gets to tell you what you should be able to bear. Like, that's a major pet peeve of mine. Like, I, you know, I know people say social media is not real life. And they're like, oh, people take social media too personally. And, you know, if you don't like what somebody says, just scroll past it. I agree to all those things to a degree. Is social media reflects the extremes a lot of time in life depending on the person who's doing the posting and their mindset and what type of energy they're trying to cultivate because right. if you're in a messy space, you're gonna be posting a lot of messy shit. <laughs> That's just what you're gonna do because um, to you this is this is your normal existence. and this whole idea that you should just subject yourself to things that are unhealthy or that just disturb your mood and your peace. I don't agree with that. Now, I'm not going to come on somebody's page, depending on my relationship with them. Now, if somebody that I have a relationship with, and I know they're not like one of these people are be extra with it, if you post something that's inaccurate, inaccurate information, then because I'm concerned about, okay, are other people going to think this is true? Now, I do that with everything related that's not related to COVID. I don't talk to people about COVID on social media, but with anything else, I'll generally come on and say, okay... Well, no, this is actually this, 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 depending on who that person is. If this is a repeat offender, a person who's constantly putting just ignorant, you know, uninformed information out there, I'm probably going to either unfollow you or unfriend you. That's what I do. I don't want to see it. (laughs) And even if you're just mean, like I unfriended somebody recently. I don't dislike this person, but they're mean. Like they always have negative things to say about people and then they'll say, well, everybody else is being too sensitive. You don't get to tell people what they want to see. Like the things you're posting aren't hurting my feelings, but I just don't like to see people talking about people all the time. Right. Why? So we get to choose what energy we want to receive and nobody gets to tell you that you don't get to feel however it is that you feel now we all have to learn how to channel that in a healthy way that's healthy and and helping empower us and that's gonna look different for everybody but you feel what you feel yeah
1: but then also people what I've learned about that is before um people will be showing sharing like the the lace wig the lace eyebrows mm-hmm. and they'll get on there and make those comments in. It triggered me every time it triggered me but now it's like go on here and say your piece it's not that i'm being negative and i will just say hey well, have y'all ever sat down and thought about why they are making this not to just make it so someone can come in and just do it but what about the people who have cancer who have to go through chemo what about the people that's dealing with alopecia or any type of hair loss or anything and it's like I only do it to people that I, that I personally know, and then sometimes I may do it on people I don't know, but for those who know me, knows that every every moment is an educational moment when it comes down to that, so we're we're not going to do that, because if that's what you feel like doing, that's cool, do that, but understand that my support from it is gone, because you don't get to, as you say, minimize someone else's feelings about how they want to deal with something, or even know that you don't know what what is doing to someone else um because most people don't know what what their triggers are like we have put everything away we've suppressed so many things and it takes that journey to to open up and, and learn those things like i created this acronym called ocg It's open, change, growth. We as people like to be comfortable. We like the easy way. If we have to work too hard for it, we don't want it. And, you know, they always say if it's not worth having or fighting for it, it ain't worth having. Like, if you're not going to put that work in to get it. But people don't want to do that work anymore. It's like, well, such and such got this. I'm about to be right here. No, you might have to take... Two steps a day, two steps a month to get there, but Mm -hmm. acknowledging when you see your triggers. So that's why I came up with the OCG, because when I started my healing journey, I had to heal from my childhood. And I'm still, I've been in therapy for five years. Nope, six years. Six years. And here we are still going over things and because once I heal for one thing you better believe it it opened up 20 other doors mm-hmm. and that trigger like to know that okay well when this person did this it brought out all these feelings why did it bring these feelings out so that's that's how I've been tackling different things and with me being a life coach that's what I do for other people I provide a journal. Um, Hey, we're going to journal this. I I have a whole format of how we're going to journal because people don't realize that we don't know what triggers us because we haven't even acknowledged that it's a trigger. We don't even want to acknowledge the pain that we have. And what pain? Oh, no, not me. And then here you are hurting in the inside, telling somebody else that nah, you can't relate, but you can relate fully like it's your life, too, but just in a different format. But we don't want to do that. And it's just like, if we can't do that, we can't get anything else. The self-acceptance, the self-awareness, the confidence, all of that's going to be non-avoid because you don't even want to sit down and learn who you truly are. And the saying, don't let your past predict your future. Everybody says, I'm not going to do this. I'm not doing this. We all are. We all are. Because how much have we been through this? And today, well, we're not going to do this. And we've probably created all these defense mechanisms now. And we still holding on to the the, the grudges, the holding on, the the locks and key to it. And this Mm -hmm. is like, hey, recognize it. Recognize it so you can get past it. But that's just where we are in life. And it's kind of sad because again, it goes back to being comfortable. We don't really want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to have to relive that pain to be able to get over it, but we have to relive it to get over it. Um, And that's just the being the honest part about it.
0: Yeah. Because it manifests, trauma manifests in different ways. And it's like, you know, I've been in therapy since 2007. I went initially when my father passed away for grief counseling. And When I started going to counseling, I thought I was just going to help me deal with that grief. And years later, I mean, we still have things that come up and there were a lot of different things that happened in my childhood that I wouldn't have thought were traumatic because I think we only designate certain things. Like we think if something didn't happen to you personally, then it wasn't traumatic. And I've been educated to understand that If I witnessed it, if I was around it, if I was in a household with certain things, that was a trauma. It impacted me. And being educated about that was just like, wow, okay. And then once you acknowledge that, because some people say, oh, yeah, I dwell on the past and all that. But as you pointed out, you got to know what went down. Like, we can't treat something until we give it a name. We can't address something until we know, like, what is the root cause here? What's my foundation that gave rise to me being like, I'm a total type A personality. I'm very much like, I need to be in control of things. Like, I get anxious if I don't know what's going to happen and all these things. And I've had to learn, it's been so much work to, to learn how to pivot. And when things go wrong, and so I try to create plan B's and A's and C so that that helps me manage that anxiety. But then the other part of it is just like, you know what? It's going to be all right. If this if this doesn't pan out, it's going to be okay. But that took a lot of work to do, but I had to first understand where did that need to be in control come from? It's because I had a very unstable childhood. Very unpredictable. Adults did things that didn't make sense to me and that scared me at times. And so as an adult, it's like now I can control my environment. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I choose to do. But sometimes that's to the extreme when you're trying to control all your relationships with other people and every the outcomes for everything. That's a lot of stress. But I never would have recognized that had it not been for therapy. And us really talking about my childhood. And when you go in, a lot of people think you go in and you tell the therapist, well, these were my traumas. No, because like you pointed out, most of us don't know what our triggers are. We don't know what the root cause was. I never would have said that I had a traumatic childhood because my childhood wasn't that different from most of the people who lived in my neighborhood. Like I've said it numerous times on this show, like I grew up in North St. Louis in the 80s during the, the height of the crack epidemic. So what happened around me was not unique, but that didn't mean it wasn't traumatic. Right. And, and so when you talk to somebody and you're like, okay, this, 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 and this was going on. And they say, these were traumas and let's let's talk about how that might be related to some of the things you do now. And if you had told me that the way I operated was problematic, I would've been like, you a lie. <laughs> Because right. those uh, those behaviors are why I've been successful professionally and academically. Like those things are, have served me well in those areas. But then when you peel back the layers, you're like, did they? And even if it did work well professionally and academically, how did it impact the personal life? How did it impact my romantic relationships, my ability to trust other people, my ability to let other people lead? When you start peeling those layers back, girl, you're just spouse. like this. I'm this. This I gotta work on this. Yes. But until you have a therapist or a coach like you to help you peel those layers back, you think you're doing just fine. And there's there's another way. It's another way. It is. You just gotta get those insights. Anything that triggers you, like I had a thing recently and I saw a post. It was a, a lady was on Black Marriage page, I follow. And so this lady had recorded this video. So the Black Marriage page shared the video. So this woman recorded this video crying and saying like her ex-husband never acknowledged her birthday and all the years that they were married. He would minimize it. He was like, you're acting like a child because birthdays or you're an adult. It's not that big a deal. But she said it what really hurt her when she knew the marriage was over was they went for a trip because one of his friends was turning like some milestone age. And he was really excited. He's like, yeah, my friend's turning whatever age he was and we're having this party and blah, blah, blah. And so she says to her husband, but I thought you said adults shouldn't be getting that hype about their birthdays. And she just realized the thing was he he minimized what was important to her and he was unwilling, just refusing to even accommodate her. Like she's telling him, I just want you to plan a dinner for my birthday one year or give me flowers. She was asking her. That's what it was. She wanted flowers. She's like, I would just love it if you would give me flowers for my birthday. And he's like, what are you two? It's not a big deal. And she's like, it sounded like a small thing, but it was a big thing. And so I saw that video and I have been, I've been in a relationship for a long time and it ended not too, like a couple of years ago. And so I have been reflecting on that and I thought I was all good with that. So I saw this video on the Black Marriage page um, not too long ago. And I was like, yeah, that's how I felt with this person with my birthday. Cause my birthday is on New Year's Eve and birthdays are a big deal to me. And I always wanted us to do something, um, on my birthday. And I hope he doesn't watch the show. Cause he probably won't like me sharing this. Um, uh, but we might... like, <laughs> cause it started to this big mess, but this is my transparency moment because I, you know, it's always a journey. You never have it all together all the time. Right. So I saw this video and I'm, I started thinking about my past relationship and how, My ex would never plan anything or do anything for my birthday um, because he was in a band. And so they always had shows. And I'm like, you could could get up and take me to breakfast. You could do something with me the week before. You could do something with me the week after. But that didn't happen. And so I saw this video, even though we haven't been together in years, I sent him the video (laughs) And was like, this reminded me of how you were with my birthday and how much that hurt me and and all this stuff. So I was sharing my feelings about how that made me feel in the relationship, which wasn't new. I had told him that before, but like seeing that video brought it all back and it It turned into this big like (laughs) thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that I was still carrying that and bothered by that. And until I saw that video. And so that was a hint for me that like, okay, I need to continue to work. I've got some work I still need to do in this area. Because obviously I thought I wasn't hurt anymore, but apparently I still got some hurt there. Because I saw something about somebody else's situation that moved me so much that I had to send it to this person to let them know that something you did this while ago hurt me and that's how we know what's still a trigger for us if it's still moving you eliciting emotion from you that's it's okay be show grace towards yourself you don't have to beat yourself up about it but that that lets you know that's something you might need to do some work on because it's always things will always come up and maybe make you recall some things. I don't know that we ever fully heal or fully get over things, but we learn how to manage it. We learn how to cope. We learn how to not let it disturb our peace. And when you're still in a place where it's disturbing your peace, that's something you need to prioritize working on. Yes. But most people don't
1: want to do that, though. So, like, the thing is, is that you are able to acknowledge that as a trigger. Most what I've seen, most people do now is they'll just be mad. They don't know why they're mad. They they yep. want they don't even want to sit down and put the relationship to put. Oh man, I'm I'm relating to this because this happened to me. It's oh man, this y'all know this video, you know. And it's just like take the time to think about it because we will continue to do the same thing day after day after day after day because it's easy and just like you said mm-hmm. you realize after how it started bringing these emotions that it was triggering you and you sent it to him and all of this and the thing is is that mm-hmm. you acknowledged it acknowledgement is the biggest thing confidence, healing, anything we have to acknowledge what is the issue. Something happens to us. We suppress it. Something else continue to happen again. We suppress it again. And here we are not understanding what changed my mood. I just woke up in the mood because you had that on the back of your mind. And now you try to suppress that feeling and it's here. And it's like, look at it. I'm not about to look at that. I'm just going to keep on moving, keep on moving because that's why I stay busy the most of my life. People will be like, you're working two, three jobs. Why? Because yeah. I like to be busy. Get out of my business. <sighs> but it took me just two years ago. My friend was like, you never rest. We're resting today. Who resting? Baby, I'm not about to rest. Because <laughs> I done created this now. But not knowing that I created this because an idle mind is the devil's playground. That's a trauma response. So... But once I realized it, now it's like, okay, today is we're going to relax. We're not going to do anything. We're calling in from work or we're just going to chill. And Mm -hmm. But it took some time to get there, though. So it's just like you have to know. You have to be ready to do it. You have to be open to understand the things that you need. You have to be open to learning who you are today. You have to be open to everything to be able to change the behavior, to change your mindset, to change your path, to grow. And that's just what it is. And unfortunately, people don't wanna be open because you can hear this all the time, I'm not negative. You have a negative perspective. I'm sorry, you are not negative, but the way you think is negative, the way you move is, uh, is negative. But if you take that negative perspective and look at it in a broader perspective, look at it from someone else's point of view, get, put your foot in these shoes and say, if this was me, how would I feel? But we don't. And that's part of what hurts our confidence. Yeah. It really does. Like overall. Um, you won't move past it if you do move past it trust me you're going to be stuck in that same spot or you're going to create a, a new defense mechanism because that's all it is to get around yeah. this and then you're going to create a new one and then yeah. here you are popping off at of everybody and it's like what's wrong because all i said was this well it's like think about it you said this because you was triggered and this is your defense mechanism and you should know that you this is your defense mechanism but this is how I am, this is who I am, this is what I'm gonna be, because this is just all I know. How about just saying this is what I was used to doing, but I'm trying yeah. to be better. Be better than I was the day before, whether it's one item that you change, it starts there. But it's a journey we all I believe we all mm-hmm. are going to get there one way or the other. Whether yeah. it's if we fall to
0: the complete bottom or as yeah. we rise to the yeah. top. Yeah, you will reach your destination. How you get there, what that looks like is up to you. Because, yeah, because, honey, I used to be that one. There was a time I would have been like, yeah, I wouldn't have dug into why it was a trigger or any of that. Would have just I would have been mad. Like I was that person for a long time. If something disturbed me, because if I tell you then I'm giving you some power. And then if I acknowledge it, I'm admitting I'm weak. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep it moving. You know, that's that's how I was conditioned. And therapy has done and coaching. I have a wellness coach too, just really learning how to get in touch with what I'm feeling and why. Understanding the why. Like, this is what am I feeling? You know, am I angry? Like when you really get to the root, a lot of times we're not really angry. We're sad. Mm -hmm. We're scared. We're hurt. It just comes out as anger. And then if you get really dig, like, what am I really feeling and why? Take the other person out of the equation. What is it about? It's really not about that person not acknowledging my birthday. It was about other things. And when you dig into that, and feel, figure out what, where is my power source moving forward. This is why I was hurt or upset about this situation. But what can I do moving forward? And the answer is not to close yourself off because we say that a lot. I ain't, ain't going to ever happen to me again because I'm not going to put myself out there like that again. No, because now you're denying yourself the joys of life. You ain't got to do that. You just got to learn how to have discernment. Learn how to be connected with you. Learn how to express that. Learn how to feel safe to be vulnerable, which can be hard because it's the people closest to us a lot of times that you got to have all those walls up. And that was, you know, something you and I were kind of talking about earlier. You know, the holidays are here and people will be with their families for Thanksgiving and Christmas or, you know, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, New Year's. And we know our people can be extra because people yes. still feel entitled to comment about folks' bodies, um, when you're going to have some babies, when you're going to get married, yada, yada, yada. And that can be extraordinarily triggering for a lot of people. And what are, are some tips that you have for people, you know, just going into to this holiday season with not just dealing with their family members, who just say whatever they want to say, but also themselves. Cause when we get to the end of the year or the beginning of the year, we start reflecting and comparing to where other people are. And that can be real hard too. So how do we hold on to our confidence and self-esteem when we just dealing with all this stuff that other people have going on around us?
1: Well, first, um, the main thing is you have to start with accepting. Accepting everything. Um, I will just say this real quick about me. Um, I didn't go around family for a while because I was raised up in the church, and gay is a sin. And I am a lesbian. I do date women. And um, that was one of the biggest things. Um, I knew that they weren't going to like it. I knew this was going to be an issue. But that's because I kept feeding it to myself. Um, a lot more people were open to hearing what I had to say. But you have to be comfort com- comfortable with what you are doing. So one, you have to accept whatever you're doing, whether it's weight gain, whether it's you fell off this year, whether it's you did better last year, um, all your friends around you doing better. Let's take the, let's sit back and say, okay, well if this is what you're doing, sit back and say, well, why didn't you make the moves that you needed to make? What's really causing the issue? Um, Just learning to accept those things helps open other doors for you. Um, You have to be mindful. You have to do a lot of self-talk because sometimes we will hear with hurt ears. We will see with hurt eyes. And sometimes we have to take ourselves out the equation sometime and analyze it from a different view. Um, I've learned that a lot of people look at things that way. So you have to be ready for whatever it is that you're doing. You have to accept it, embrace it. Embracing it is the most important. I've gained a lot of weight. I'm not happy about it. But the thing is, is I have to embrace that in order to get over it, in order to work past it. Family, friends, everybody's not going to like what you do. They may not even like you. But the thing is, is that that's okay. They have that right. And you still have a right to feel that way. But it does not have to, you don't have to consume their feelings. Because confidence is all within you. Um, People think confidence is just about the outer outer appearance. And it's not. It's about just everything, like losing family members, a relationship, all that can cause you to lose your confidence. But what do you do? You Acknowledge it, accept it. This is what it is. This did hurt me. And journal, journal, journal out your feelings. If you feel that your anxiety is about to come, this is the time to write. Write those feelings out and read it. Because we sometimes don't even look at those things that's bothering us. We just sit in and keep going and keep going until we explode. And then it's a little too late now because we can't undo what we've already done. So accept, first acknowledge, accept, embrace, and write. And those are the things that I use in affirmations affirmation is my biggest things i actually say them three times a day um i start off in the morning also tony jones is a great she has like a um she's a singer so on her words of affirmation she has a whole little album she's oh wow talking to you telling you walk your walk you're not, don't, we're not doing this. It's time to step into you. And sometimes we need to hear those encouraging words, whether it comes from someone else, but we have to be able to say those encouraging words. And sometimes starting off with affirmations, it just sounds like you're just spitting words out to yourself. But in my bathroom, while I'm brushing my teeth, they're all on the mirror of the wall because I need to be able to see these things. I need to be able to say these things and say it until I feel them. And then once you start feeling them and actually letting them resonate within you, when those moments come, you go in and start saying them again. Keep going, keep going, keep feeding yourself. You are what you eat. You are what you think. So if you think negative, of course, negative is what's going to come out. But if we start turning those things around and finding the good within the bad and making the bad turn into good. It will help you throughout those moments of weakness. And I don't call it weakness. Those moments of low vibrations when it comes to confidence. So stay focused. The, the prize is on you. You are the prize. Continue to build yourself. Sometimes um, we just got to do what's best for us. And that's loving us. Take a step back sometime. Because guess what? Might not be your time. It might be the time that's just time for you to pour in you. You can't pour from an empty glass. You can't pour from a glass when you're depleted. So guess what? We keep pouring into ourselves until we overflow into others. And if we can't do that, then we need to figure out why we can't get there.
0: You just gave a whole sermon. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. you. Y'all like my motto for life bookmark this part. Like, oh my gosh, when y'all are feeling down, like come back to it because you just, you laid out a roadmap to help people because I don't care how many years you've been in counseling. I don't care how far you think you are in therapy. Life be life-in. It's rough out here. And you will have to come back to these basics. And every day, like, People, you know, every day you every day you hustling, you know what, well, every day you hustling to maintain that mindset, to maintain yeah. those higher vibrations. And you really got to incorporate these things into your daily rituals, those affirmations, the journaling, and investing in somebody who can help you with your journal journey, because it's great to get these guidelines to help get you started. But until you have somebody to really help you identify your triggers and develop a roadmap for healing, and evolution and empowerment, you're just kind of winging it on your own, which, you know, we ain't got to do that. And if you've got a therapist, you it takes like I tell people all the time, it takes a village, you know, there's a place for having a therapist, there's a place for also having a coach as well, life coach, wellness coach, confidence coach, all of those people can help you get to where you need to be. So before we wrap up, I want to talk a little bit about the services that you provide through Bare Beauty and where people can find you. So uh, just
1: to give y'all a sniff on Bare Beauty real quick, Bare Beauty is about self-empowerment, self-awareness, and self-acceptance. As you heard, my journey, my life has been that, and this is why I've created this business. I am a life coach. Uh, my specialty right now is confidence um, but I still do regular life coaching as well. Um, right now my email address for it is Bear Confidence coach at gmail.com. Um, I do have a Facebook page and it's Bear Beauty LLC and IG uh, same thing Bear Beauty LLC. And I have a website coming soon, y'all. So I don't have a website to give you guys, but I am working on everything. Um, I had to take a step back and realize that I had started giving out too much. And I had to pour back into me a little bit and and realize, set that foundation again of what I'm supposed to be doing. and, And realize where my purpose and walking in my truth was again. So I'm back here again in full Forest. So please, you guys, if y'all need anything, you can email me. um If you don't want to talk face to face, email me. I don't have a problem. If you have questions, you can message either page. um It's time to step into you. It's time. It begins and ends with you.
0: And you have a journal as well, don't you?
1: Yes, I do. It's called Stepping Into Your Bare Beauty. I should have brought one here right now, but I didn't. Um, it. But it is on Amazon, um, and I'll provide y'all with links. I do have a, how do I want to say it? I do have a three-part series journey coming, um, journal coming. It is about, um, it's about self-healing, and I do have a book coming out too. Um, so it's about helping people overcome things and, and live in, in their moment and, and get past certain things and just acknowledging. Like I said earlier, acknowledge, mm-hmm. accept embrace and we out here ready to run so it's all about that
0: yes i am so excited for you I'm you i'm gonna give you a journal as well yes i'm i'm just i'm excited i'm so excited for you like as you if you when you watch this i cannot wait for you to see how you are glowing as you are talking about just what's ahead and what you're doing. You are doing what you're supposed to be doing. It shows. It is like you are lit up. Like it shows. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm proud of you for doing it. And I'm really proud of you for stepping back when you knew you needed to take time to recharge because these passions of ours, like when you're fueled, like you feel like you just can just go, go, go. But we're still human, unfortunately. (laughs) It's like... We, we got to chill. We got to chill and recharge um, in order to be best able to serve others and ourselves. So I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that. Thank you. And I will make sure I include in the description box um, for the audience, y'all will be able to find her social media links and email and the links for the book um, in the description box on the podcast and on YouTube and on SheConfidential.com. Um, So is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with before we wrap up?
1: Remember, it ends and begins with you. You can't start anything without it. You must accept you before anyone else can. And I'm not talking about the fake love, the, the just living in the moment. I'm talking about true, genuine people pouring into you because you deserve it.
0: Thank you. Miss Jalanda Mitchell with Bare Beauty. I am Charlene Ketchum. This is She Confidential. See y'all next time.